Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Wednesday, October 18th. Coming up, yesterday, a Missouri court upheld the conviction of a white Kansas City police officer who killed a black man in 2019. Now, Eric DeValconeer is headed to prison. But first, some headlines. Johnson County District Attorney Steve Howe will not charge four Overland Park police officers for allegedly misusing funds from a police charity. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates reports. Officers Brandon Faber, Brad Heater, Rachel Scattergood, and Tim Tinnen were on the board of the Overland Park Police Officers Foundation, which used a telemarketing service to collect funds it said would be used to assist law enforcement and their families in financial distress. The charity then used the money for other things and changed its bylaws to excuse it. Howe acknowledged the behavior was, quote, shadowy. They really kind of abused their authority to go outside the bylaws. Violation of the bylaws doesn't always equal criminal conduct. Howe says the officers may face civil liability. All four have been on paid leave for more than a year. A group of historic buildings in Kansas City's Midtown is now on the market. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports they got historic landmark status last year. Price Brothers Management Co. in Overland Park threatened to demolish the buildings before they got the historic designation, which prevents demolition for three years. The company has now listed the buildings for $3.5 million. Stacy Garrett is president of the Union Hill Neighborhood Association. Hopefully we now can attract a developer who is similar-minded to help preserve what we have left to preserve in Kansas City. The real estate listing says it's not financially feasible to renovate the buildings because of deferred maintenance. Some child support payments will be delayed because of a security breach in the Kansas court system. Blaze Mesa of the Kansas News Service reports the breach happened last week. The court staff call it a security issue, and it knocked out many online systems. Kansas courts have been taking filings on paper and by fax. That's now slowing down child support cases. Court hearings and new child support payment orders are delayed. Cases that were filed before October 9th will proceed normally. The problems are not affecting Johnson County, which uses a separate online system. Young Kansans and Missourians living in communities of color are much more likely to have debt in collections than those in white communities, according to new data from the Urban Institute. Rose Conlin of the Kansas News Service has more. One in five Kansans ages 18 to 24 living in majority white zip codes have unpaid debt, compared with nearly two in five of those in majority non-white zip codes. Data shows non-white households are more likely to be unbanked, which can increase reliance on high-interest payday loans. Rodney Denholm is with the nonprofit Consumer Credit Counseling Services in Salina. He says he's seeing a growing number of young people struggling to pay back those loans. We just had one the other day I was working with. Uh, they're in- Interest rates over 600% interest. So you borrow 2000 you end up paying back nine to $10,000. He says inflation is driving more people to take on debt to meet their basic needs. We'll be back after this. Ooh. 
You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive. Former Kansas City police officer Eric DeValconeer surrendered to Platte County Sheriff's officials yesterday, just a few hours after the Missouri Court of Appeals upheld his conviction for shooting 26-year-old Cameron Lamb in 2019. DeValconeer is the only Kansas City police officer convicted of killing a black man while on duty. KCUR's Peggy Lowe has been covering the story, and she sat down with me to tell me why the court made its decision and what happens next. So what was Eric DeValconeer originally convicted of? So DeValconeer was found guilty of second-degree involuntary manslaughter and armed criminal action by a Jackson County judge. That was back in November 2021. Of course, he was accused of killing Cameron Lamb, who is a 26-year-old black man. Then in March of last year, DeValconeer was sentenced to six years in prison. So give us a rundown of the appellate court's decision. So this was a 42-page opinion. It really went kind of line by line. And Judge Thomas Chapman said the court must view evidence in the light most favorable to the earlier verdict found by Jackson County Judge Dale Youngs. That's just what the appellate court does. And Chapman wrote that DeValconeer failed to present any evidence that Youngs' decision was wrong. Specifically, uh, Chapman wrote that Lamb was not in possession of a gun at the time of the shooting and that DeValconeer's entry onto Lamb's property was illegal. He said he was not acting in self-defense or in defense of that other officer. And in fact, Chapman wrote, the officers were, and I just thought this quote was pretty amazing, two uninvited men in the backyard of a stranger and were approaching with guns in their hands. So, of course, Chapman said, we technically agree with virtually everything Youngs had found. Is this decision a surprise? It's not really because uh, we all sat through oral arguments last month by this three-judge panel, and they appeared pretty skeptical of the claims made by Tim Valconeer and his lawyer. For instance, his lawyers said the officers had probable cause to go onto Lamb's property because he had violated more than a dozen traffic laws. But one of the judges wondered why were guns drawn for someone accused of such small crimes. And then another judge questioned DeValconeer's claim that Lamb was armed. In fact, the trial judge found that he wasn't. And the appellate court in their writing said Lamb was, quote, not in possession of a gun at the time of the shooting. In fact, they said he likely had a cell phone in his hand and was making a phone call at the time. This case is also politicized with Jackson County Prosecutor Jean Peters Baker battling a couple of state officials. What has been going on there? So back in June, Jean Peters Baker sent an open letter to Missouri Governor Mike Parson warning him against pardoning DeValconeer. She said that doing so would be a political move and would subvert the rule of law. She also said it could ignite civil unrest here in Kansas City and make people lose faith in the justice system. 
The other state official involved in this is Attorney General Andrew Bailey. He sided with DeValconeer in his appeal and asked the appeals court to overturn the conviction. Now, this is super unusual. It has never happened. Bailey said at the time that police are clothed with authority and privileges, and those were important questions in the case. But Baker called out Bailey on that, too. She said he was politicizing this case because he faces a very conservative candidate in next year's primary election. Has there been any word from the governor on that possible pardon? The governor's office did release a statement um, right after the appellate court's decision was released, saying he had made no decision on a possible pardon and that he will give DeValconeer's case the same thorough review he gives others. That's the same thing he said to Steve Kraske on an up-to-date show last month. So if there's no pardon coming from the governor, what is DeValconeer's next move legally? So he could appeal to the state Supreme Court, or he could accept these decisions and start his six-year sentence. That was KCUR's Peggy Lowe. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadi. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Anna Schmidt, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Peggy's reporting on the DeValconeer case, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.